Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, 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 and welcome to The New Normal with me, Deborah Francis-White. This is a show from The Guilty Feminist about life and feminism during quarantine. And today, my wonderful guest is Sarah Barron. If you've just tuned in, this show is about life and feminism in quarantine, and my guest is Sarah Barron. Let me see if Sarah is there. There we go. Yes. Go live with Sarah Barron in five, four, three. Because this is how we make television now. Hello, Sarah Barron. Are you there? Yeah. Hi. Nice to see you. Hello. How are you? I'm a feminist, but I'm uncomfortable with the lighting, and I now feel the need slightly. I mean, it's constant. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. These cameras. I'm telling you, I we the cameras, the lighting. Do you know? I thought I'd lost like ten years of collagen in four weeks, and it turned out I hadn't been hydrating enough. I did a moisture mask. And then I put on some makeup and, and blow dried my hair to make a video. I looked exactly like my old self. I genuinely right. thought, she's gone. You just needed to I literally to be was saying to my friends, I'm never going to be that pretty again. Like, I was looking at old photos of me, like, dressed up to go out with my hair and makeup properly done and stuff. Like, you know, when I used to get, sometimes you get a makeup artist to do it because you were going to a fancy thing. And I thought that those days are gone. I was looking at photos from a year ago because I had my film premiere a year ago. And I was like, I'll never look that pretty again. And then I did a moisture mask. I haven't done anything today. I haven't even got, I haven't got, I should have done something, but I was busy on I a script. I did pink lip for you. Oh, you look great, actually. You look, you've got a bow I, lip. I put it on because I, it's one of the things that, not every day, it's not like one of my things. But I have found it has such an effect on my mood if I have makeup on it's, to it's take my kid on our bit of a walk or whatever the case may be, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I find liquid eyeliner is my thing and I have not put it on today, but I got up this morning. Okay, I had four hours sleep. I went to bed Why? Half past one because I had to get a script in today. I went to bed at half past one, set my alarm for half past five, because I thought I was starting to fall asleep and I was like, I'm not going to do a good job. Got my seven line for half past five. And then if you're giving out any medals, Sarah, still I made will. my PT session at 9.30. Got the script in, PT session 9.30, two hours of PT, came out the other side, worked on the script because they hadn't read it yet, did two more hours on the script, then did a note session on the script and then was still working. That is not a usual day for me in lockdown. I feel so proud of myself for having done it because... Did you, wait, did you not find, though, because I would feel that having to function at that level 
when you've sort of been off the treadmill for so long, would I don't think I could do it if that was asked of me tomorrow. I think probably, well, you definitely could because you have a child. So you have a lot more resilience than I do. Your children wake you up. You have to understand if you do not have a child, like you don't get woken up. Like No, I, I know that. But what I'm talking about is sort of almost like the muscle memory sort of of like, I, you know, I six months ago could have had that day and like made it happen. Right, 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 right. So out of practice. It was just the deadline. Productivity. Look, the only reason I was that close to the deadline is I'm out of practice. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't have been that close to the deadline. It was the dead, it was the fact that I was working that closely to the deadline when I'm in lockdown tells you everything you need to know. It was, I, I don't know. I just spring it like a deadline. I'm like, you gotta hit it. You know, that kind of feeling. And then I can like stay awake, but I'm going to go to bed early tonight because oh, yeah, I'm, tomorrow I'm going to be terrible. Tomorrow, t ring me tomorrow, I'm going to be in a mood. I don't know who's on the new normal tomorrow, but whoever it is, I'm going to be like, I got four questions for you. How are you? You know, today I'm full of adrenaline. So you got the good right. Deborah. You're still riding you the... the horse. You're still riding the horse. <laughs> happy um, with um, your script? Yes. Yeah. I just got some really good feedback on it. So I'm very happy. Oh, okay, great. Very happy. I mean, it still needs a lot of work, but like, it, you know, when it's sort of like a big step forward as opposed to, um, mm, you do hours of work and someone goes, I like the old draft better. And then you're like, Oh no, <laughs> you know? Um, so no, it was a good, it was a very good, it was a very good session. How the hell are you in lockdown? How the hell are you? I think question. I'm, um, I'm not, I'm not great and I'm not terrible. Do you know what I mean? I think, mm -hmm. I think, um, I am a little bit enjoying having nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I, but, but the, you know, I like that. Like, I like that everything that's awful about my job is now just not a regular part of my life anymore. And that's mm -hmm. good. I, I have a four year old. It is horrible having to be with him all the time. <laughs> so that's really, really, I, I'm sort of set into it now, but that what, like that was when I sort of realized that nurseries were closing and that mm. was happening at like, Oh, he just couldn't go for a play date. Like you could go with, sit with another parent and like you have a cup of tea and the kids run off together or anything like that. Yeah, like it, and you know, my, my husband is, you know, around and very present as a dad, but the bottom line is, is he still kind of has a job. And as a stand-up, I just don't, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I am now back to sort of where we were a few years ago where I'm doing you know, 70 and he's at 30 and that's too much for me. Mm. Um, so that's been... Have you heard all of his work calls? Do you know what kind of a work guy he is now? Because I saw someone on Twitter saying, turns out my husband's a I'll circle back kind of guy. And, oh, that's uh, such yeah. a good detail. Mm. And somebody else I said, I've worked out my boyfriend's job is mostly... Uh, saying good stuff to guys called Nathaniel. <laughs> that is so funny. My, uh. my best friend who's been with her husband, they've been together like 19 years. And she was, you know, and she was just like, oh, I just understand now all he does is meetings. 
Mm. Oh, just one meeting to the next, to like constant mm. sort of conversation. I, my husband does a lot of work from home anyway, so I'm sort of aware of him. Those are great details. I don't have a good quote like that. Um, but, but, and I find I always love getting to watch people at work. Like it would be the most, it's the most erotic thing to me to like oh. get to serve someone doing their job. Wow. Your, your sex life must be amazing at the moment. Because no, I mean, you, you don't have a job and your husband's working from home. So you're just bringing him cups of tea and then like, then like, you know, going into sexual favor mode. I'm trying to be, it's only six o'clock. I'm trying to, it's all these jokes I don't know about why. like, oh. it's the internet. You know, all uh, the babe, all the babies that are gonna, all the quarantine babies. I'm like, are people having sex? Like, <laughs> is that how this feels to people? Like they're bored, and mm. because it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel. I haven't found it an erotic time. See, I feel it's what I find fascinating about this time is we are all sharing something huge. The whole human race is sharing something huge right now, but. Or certainly every country that's quarantined is yeah. sharing something huge right now. But every experience of this is so different. So we are yeah. all having a unique experience from a, a, from a shared source. So some of my friends are quarantined totally alone. And their dream is to talk to any fucking body. Like they're like, can I touch a yeah. human being? And so that for them, it's just like, right, how, like, uh, they would literally invite a men's rights activist over for dinner if they were allowed. Like, right, right, right. you know, it's they're not like, like anyone, it's so funny anyone. You say that. I was at, I went, so I think I'm one of these people. I think I've had coronavirus. I don't know for sure. Cause of course I haven't been tested, but. I had a certain number of symptoms. I think mm -hmm. I've had it, but I can't be too sure. But I'm, I'm, uh, was in the shop. I'm like going out without a mask or gloves because mm -hmm. I have been symptomless now for a month. Fine. Mm -hmm. And I went to the local fruit and veg shop and there's a guy there who works behind the till. And as he was packing my groceries into my bag, mm -hmm. our hands touched. And I Ooh. swear to God, and I've never noticed him before. I've never clocked him as like, oh, the guy at the fruit and veg shop is a little hot. And both of us just chose to let it linger. <gasps> and it felt like the, the most erotic moment. Wow. It was spectacular. It just the touching mm. of the hands. So uh, I wonder what's going to, it's going to be like after this. That's actually one of my questions about, cause I, I think, like I was saying, affairs, like some people are alone. Affairs, some people are with, affairs. some, well, some people are with people they fancy like mad and they're like having all of the sex. And some people are in relationships where I think I'm very interested in it because I think, um, you're not doing your normal, like going out thing. Like if you're in, if you're like with a partner and maybe you have sex, like, a, you know, whatever a regular amount of times is for you, which is different for everybody, but you have your routine, but you're not going out, getting all dressed up, going for a few drinks with friends, coming home, like a time when you might like fall into that. You're just like in your sweats all of the time. Like, you know, you're not 
you're, and you're not going out and being another person and coming in and having a fascinating conversation. You're just like, you again, you again, you again. So I think it's probably killing some sex lives. It's probably exacerbating some sex lives. It's probably, for some people, exactly that. Like when they get out of here, they're just going to be like, literally touching somebody is going to be like the most erotic thing ever. That's, people won't be able to orgasm just by touching somebody. Uh, that's, that's genuinely how it, it sort of felt in that moment. And I think, and, you know, we're, in, <laughs> I'm not going to do it, which is why I feel comfortable talking about it. But I think some people, single, I'm just reading single woman who has no idea when she can physically touch a new person. Why? not have sex until post-vaccine. Hopefully she'll have sex pre-testing or something when we can be tested. But anyway, I, yes, I think the, the affair rate is gonna skyrocket because it's gonna feel mm -hmm. not, I, I'm not talking to like, I think anyone who feels whether it's something they can admit to themselves or, or not, that they're kind of capable of extracurricular intercourse, mm -hmm. I think 100% are gonna do it. It's going to feel so wild to be able to be with I think there's going to be a lot of parties, honestly. I think there's going to be a lot. It's, it's going to be like, so the, the, the 20s yes. came out of periods yes. of, yes. I, I think we're going to go back that. into the roaring 20s. And I think there will yeah. be a lot more sex parties. There'll be a lot more snogging at parties. There'll be a lot more, for a period, there'll be a fear of touching. And, and, and then once it's safe, once we have a vaccine, I think it, I think there's going to be orgies. I just think there's going to be orgies. hundred percent. It's that roaring twenties thing. Exactly that. I think they're, they're coming. <laughs> no pun intended. Hey, um, can I ask you, cause we, we, that's not a question I ask every day, but I'm so happy it came up. Um, do you have any coping strategies because you like exactly this thing of everyone's in a different situation. So you have a four year old kid. And yeah. he's gorgeous, he's adorable, but it's a lot. It, any four-year-old child is a lot. It doesn't matter how great the kid is. It's an intense experience and it, you know, it's a lot of attention needed. Um, do you have any coping strategies for just staying on an even keel? Um, it's okay to I, say no. Yeah, I think I do. I think that you know, there's nothing particularly insightful with my coping stuff, it's sort of presumably stuff that a lot of your guests have talked about, which is like, I'm, I, um, what I work, what I have known for years about myself, I used to be like a really active exerciser. Mm -hmm. There's no way anymore that that happens for me. And I've worked out that one of the reasons that was okay for me was because I do stand up and the adrenaline hit of doing gigs, I think yeah. sort of gave me the endorphin rush. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of been living so I was like, oh, that's part of why I don't feel jonesing for a sweat the way I used to. So I was like, okay, so we're going to exercise now is what we're going to do. So I've been doing that. That's been helping. Um, I think with the kids stuff, and I hate when people say this, but it's, it's just what's coming to mind. It's like, you have to respect your own limits. So like my mm. husband is really good at going into our son's world and being right. really present with him. And at, and he knows the character of every TV show that he watches. And he, like, he sort of gives him this level of attention. I can't do it. I can do it for five minutes. So I'll be like, oh, <laughs> the, the, oh, oh, okay. The well, Peppa Pig did what today? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and then beyond that, it's like you're gonna learn imaginary play when you're with mommy, and you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And like, and obviously, I I pay attention to him if he talks. Oh yeah, yeah. We have a conversation. I think it's good, Sarah. I think it's good because not everyone in the real world will go down that rabbit hole with him. And he needs right. to be able to interact. So it's great. He has one parent who will go there with him, another parent he has to come to a little bit more. And, and like, as you say, just go into his own space. Children need that. Like, I just think there are these perfect ideas of parenting that I think are actually worrying because yeah, yeah, yeah. if the, the real world will not bend your every wish and whim, the real world isn't going to be completely engrossed in you. And so you can, I, I honestly think, it, it, you can over parent, you can parent too well so that the children are not prepared for the real world. This is, this is what I tell him. I tell him I'm doing him that, that favor when I sort of willfully ignore him, not ignore him, but you know what I mean? I sort of, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be doing some dishes. Mm -hmm. You hang out. Yeah, but you're still like chatting and stuff, but you're just not yeah. going into the, I know so many parents who say, I can't hear any more about Minecraft. It's boring. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah, want to know yeah. about it. I've nannied for small children. They're incredibly boring. And they talk, for, they'll tell you about a cartoon they saw and the story will go on for an hour. And you can't, you can't. It's, it's not, it's I not, think, it's not orange is the new black. Let's be honest. It's not. And I used to think, oh, but it's when it's your kid, it'll be like your kid. No. And your kid is, nope. no, my kid is more interesting to me than other kids for literally one minute. <laughs> and I'll, and I will, I'll be like, oh my God, his mind, his, oh. And that's a minute, and then it's like, okay, I gotta, yeah, engage I with something. I have anxiety yeah. about the stain on the floor. I'm going to deal with that now. But do so you know what though? They're not for forever, and their minds catch up to your minds. So like, when he's 32, yeah. you're going to be asking him about things that you don't understand, and it's going to be incredible. He's <sighs> got 28 more years to go. <laughs> It doesn't jump from four to 32. Russell it gets gradually true. more interesting every year. Yeah. Every year. Um, can I ask, uh, have you got any pets or things you would like to show us in the house? Oh, so I, here's what I think. My, I don't know if this has been going on with you. Our internet connection through mm. the corona crisis has been horrendous. Yeah, so I think it's over, the house overused. Isn't my best idea, but I found something. I was thinking about like a funny, like relic. And I found this thing that I thought I would read. It, the whole thing will take 45 seconds. It'll be a yeah. long 45 seconds if it's no. much more boring than I think it is, but we'll see how it goes. So basically, I have this memory when I was in, I must have been in seventh grade. So I was like 13 years old. I don't know what the British equivalent is. Despite having lived here for many years, I cannot understand the school system. When people are like, you're this, I'm like, I, I'm still lost. So we were given the assignment to write an about the author on mm. the back of our autobiography. Right. So, so you're sort of projecting this future self. You're, you've written a book and this is your about the author on the back. Of and the how book. old were you here? I'm 12 or 13. Great. And, and this, this is, is about what, you, what you think you're going to be when you're grown so up. You describe, you know, this is me writing about myself. Again, I, I think this thing will take 45 seconds to get through. We'll I give you the same minute you give your kid. That's all I ask. And I always, <laughs> I want to leave the audience wanting more, which I, fa I think I'll fail to do with this. Okay, so I found this and I was cleaning out my office and I thought it was hilarious. The question becomes, did I think it was hilarious? 
because I'm myself. And will this be very boring to your listeners? But let's figure okay. out. Sarah Baron Clouseau. No! Was born in Highland Park, Illinois, into a close-knit traditional family with parents Lynn and Joe and brother Sam. Educated at Highland Park Public Schools, which in the American equivalent is like a state school, so I wasn't trying to be fancy. Okay, educated at, at um, Highland Park Public Schools through her life. She left for college at McAllister at the age of 18. My son is getting, I can hear that my son is getting punished. That's going to interrupt this. Okay, after her senior year abroad in India, she studied at the Sorbonne University, during which she completed graduate school. Here, she met her husband-to-be world-renowned ballet dancer, Jack Cloiseau and was married awesome. at 28. After over, we're, we're nearly done. After you just over, said married, right? Not buried. Married. I married, married. Basically, I married a French ballerina. That fascinates me about myself. Excellent. What a, what a terrible <laughs> sentence. This fascinates me about myself. Okay. <laughs> After no, over, it is, it is very funny. Go on. It's weird, right? This is this to me is the most interesting part. After overcoming financial difficulties. The two moved to Evanston, Illinois. Sarah is now a member of the Hubbard Street Dance Company after dancing with the American Ballet. So I became a ballet dancer in my dream. She is now yes. pregnant with her first child at the age of 32 and hopes to resume her dancing career as soon as possible. Interesting. So mm. I, I took my husband's name. He was a ballet mm. dancer. He was French. Mm. And, I and interestingly, that although you'd taken a career break to have a baby, you already knew you were keen to get back to the career. Yes. And were yes. you 32 when you had your kid? No, I was 36 when I had my child, but my mother had me at 32. So that, uh, so that was probably that in was you. A funny, yeah. little, a funny little thing. Do you know what's so interesting is that when I read that, I laughed so hard. <laughs> and even reading it out aloud to you, a receptive audience, I felt impossibly boring with it. No, and it, it wasn't boring at all. It was a useful bit of people, Look at the response. People are saying, oh my God, laughing. Look, you're a comedian. Look at all the laughing. Can you see that? I'm scrolling down. Can you, you scroll think, up? I think you guys are just being sweet. This is the thing about Guilty Feminist audience. They are so kind. No, that, that was funny. No, that's my concern. Okay, That I'm was funny. I wish I had something like that from myself because that's fascinating. What you what think. Overcoming financial difficulties. I mean, that's yeah. Crazy. Thing to me that is really it's really interesting um did you uh were you a dancer at that point when you wrote i it? wanted it was my dream I were you doing dance class though i started classic me like i started 35 i started stand up at 35 i'm very weird with my beginning times i got really into dancing when i was 14 and i when i was you know a dancer in that respect but i could never have made a career out of it but to this day i'm in excellent non-professional dancer like i get the party started at a wedding right 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 i am actually doing dance class in quarantine one-on-one -on -one oh, dance class course. yeah did did you you just one wait, wait 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 did you just say one-on-one -on -one? yeah on zoom that's what gets me out of bed sarah because i'm doing pt and dance class on zoom every day and I found this amazing feminist dance teacher. She's a young woman um, called Melissa. She's an incredible dancer. If I'd seen her show reel, I never would have let her teach me because she is she can do supernatural things. What but luckily, she's an amazing, amazing. Um, she's like an amazing teacher. Like she really wants to break it down, and she gets so satisfied by progress 
Um, and she's like, I can't believe how much you've come on, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, it's, I, I really, like, I think we need to be incredibly clear about my actual abilities. But if you do something every single day, and that's the opportunity you have in lockdown, and some days I do it for two hours, some days I do it for one hour, um, you can get better. So, so what, like, what kind of dance are we talking about? I mean, some jazz, some street. I mean, what you're, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what you're expecting is there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you owe people. Like, when you can do a Guilty Feminist live show again, you're going to have to. Oh, that will not happen ever. I'm not going to no. do I'm not going to show people. This is for me. It's going to, I know, but you're going to be really vulnerable and it's going to be really sweet. Well, one, one of the reasons I've done it is I wanted to be more in my body on stage. And I oh, feel that's like. Great. Yeah, I just feel like other people, like. You know, like a, a comedian like Larry Dean or somebody like that. But even you, you have it as well. You have a lot of swagger. You know, like you do a little bit and then you do a sort of like, you, you like, what do you say? The booty, there's something. Oh, I talk about how I wear jeans that show my camel toe because you want in a pair of jeans. I have a fabulous ass. It's part of my deal. I, yeah. Other parts of my you body do. are terrible, but my ass is my No, they're not. No, but no parts of a feminist body is right. terrible. Sorry. I have a fabulous but. booty. That's all this audience needs to know. And I, so, I wear very, so all I want is to show it off. But to show it off, I always have a camel toe. And I say that with your jeans, it's very difficult to find a pair of jeans that tells the secret of the ass, but keeps, tells the story. I haven't done stand up in a month. Tells the story <laughs> of the ass, but keeps the secret of the vag. That's yes. what you're looking for. You want tell the story of the ass vagina secret, difficult balance. And right, I like to move. I like to move. And I think that Mm -hmm. that, that that presentness in your body on stage is so powerful and i'm very into your pursuit of that i mean well, I you yeah very... i don't see your stage and you just sort of like push your ass out and you're like i do that's that's the bit i was remembering story of the ass secret of the badge and you like yeah. you just like move in a way a bit like a dance like a dancer because you had dance training as a teenager and you're a very comfortable dancer on the dance floor Thank so you. i that's want that i don't want to uh, this is the thing is when I'm very comfortable on stage, when I'm having a good show, I really am in my body. But yeah. when I'm having, when I'm nervous or I'm like, there's a high yeah. stake, I go yeah. to here and everything's coming from here and I don't want that. So I just yeah. want this to be retrained and natural. But also it's really helping me just as a feminist, as a woman, as a sexual being, Sarah, Sarah yes. I've got my breasts. Yeah. Um, I just want to be more like, I want to feel it here, you know, and it just... With with PT, I'm like, yeah, I kind of enjoy the challenge of it, but I'm like, okay, I'm really happy to stop now. And with dance, I'm like, can we just go 10 more minutes so I can just do it one more time because I could do it better. And then the cops will the finish and I will keep there, going. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to get it. I want to get it right. You know. I'm very excited about this for you. I, I will really show you and only you my routine that I've just learned this week. I will show it to you. I want um, it. It's kind of burlesque. It's it's to Christina Christina Aguilera's show me how to burlesque. Show me how to burlesque. Get a bump bump bump. Show me how yeah. to burlesque. I will show it to you. I will show it to you on Zoom. In fact, I'm going to show it to Gina on Zoom. I'm not I'm showing the whole it. world on Zoom. I'm sorry, gang. Maybe oh, I'll show it to the Patreons. <laughs> but someone might record it. I can't. I can't. You have to. I can't. It'll I make. Can't. It's, those are those moments. The moments where you go, I can't, or the moments where the world is waiting and ready. They oh. I'll try working you because I, I want to see it on a stage. That's what I want. Live show. That's how I want it. Yes. Yes. I, I understand that. I do understand that. Look, maybe 
if everyone agrees, they're not going to video it. Because you know when at the end of Guilty Feminist shows, sometimes we play I Will Survive if we have a musician yeah. and everyone yeah. just kind of jumps up and down. I have seen myself, because people, people don't video our shows, but they, you know, of course, want to video that last part where everyone's just, you know, they put it on Twitter or Instagram. It's really nice because it's a celebration. Everyone's singing and they just want to put out there, hey, we're at the Guilty Feminist tonight and this was the vibe. And I'm always delighted when people do that. But sometimes I see myself in those clips and I'm like dancing next to someone like Desiree Birch or Susan McComa or you. And you have, you know, like that sort of, you know, and I look so like that, you know, that sort of jump, just jumping up and down at a festival like that. And I'm like, these women are in their hips. How do I? So now when You're I'm, gonna... on, I'm doing Arbor Survive. Oh, yeah. We're going to body rolls all over the place. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Something to live for. <laughs> I mean, right literally something to live for. I feel like, um, thank you for showing, you're the only one that's shown us something that personal. Most people are like, I have a funny hat or a cat. Um, oh, but you know me. I mean, I'll be like, let me take my journey of IVF. I'm like first meeting. I mean, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> DTTT, very down to talk. I, I literally made a video this, it was a Cribs video this week. That's why I did my hair and my makeup. Like, oh, a, like a sort of, like a little spoof of Cribs. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this because it was for a company who asked me to do it anyway. I'm saying it. Right. Um, and we had to make it like edit it and stuff. And I was, I, we have a little bar upstairs um, that we, so we, we bought this flat. It was like a squat when we bought it. We bought it like, we couldn't believe we ever had, we could ever afford to buy a flat. And we thought we were never going to be able to afford to buy a flat. Um, but then anyway, we kind of like kind of managed to do it. Like the last day you could, you could buy a flat in London really. And we just sort of, scraped in and it was total squat it was like peeling everything was peeling and we knocked through upstairs and there was room for like um a little bar and what i'm saying on the video is when we decided to stop trying to have children because it wasn't working out that we could have children i said what, what about if instead of children we have a bar oh and and you know what? It's been a great investment because that bar has never once woken me up at 3 a.m. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I mean, I've been up. That bar has kept me up till 3 a.m., but it hasn't woken me up at 3 a.m. That's a better joke. Damn, a better way to be. It's kept me up, but it hasn't woken me up. Oh, God damn it. That was a much better line. I just ad-libbed the video. Um, how it goes, though. Burrow是一家日本的电器制造商，主要生产电器。他们的电器主要生产电器，主要生产电器。他们的电器主要生产电器，主要生产电器。他们的电器主要生产电器，主要生产电器。他们的电器主要生产电器，主要生产电器。他
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm meant to be asking you stuff. Can you tell me, have you had a dark or, or very low moment that you would be willing to share? Because we find everyone's live streaming, of course, because we're human beings, our fun moments, our highlights, the moments where we've just learnt the dance to the show me how to burlesque. We're, we're live streaming that, not me, but others. We're live streaming when, you know, we've got together to re, re, rewrite the lyrics of Les Miserables, but we're not actually live streaming when we are miserable where we are miserable so it's very it's the most popular question on this show because people just go oh thank god i'm yeah they old. want to i i can't see your eyes anymore you're very close to the screen oh i'm so sorry there, I we, are. To, there we are i was trying to thirst trap you i think um <laughs> I, i'm thirsty my lowest i mean so first of all like a lot of mine have been just sort of feeling shitty about myself you know what I mean like just because I think that I know for me like a lot of the the ways that I have not like of of managing my moods so something mm -hmm. happens that makes me feel my husband and I get into some sticky situation in our marriage where we're just bickering with each other or I do something from a parenting perspective that makes me feel bad or something work-wise happens where I feel shit about myself there are ways that we have of moving through the world to mm -hmm. feel better and th those things are just gone so if my husband and i get into an argument mm -hmm. often what will happen is i'll go out and i'll do a gig that night and i'll get out of my head a little bit and feel good because of the gig or have learned something and come home and bring like a lovely fresh energy that that then you know that we can yeah and it's easier it's easier to come down in pride if you've left the house like if you've gone up yes. and done a whole thing, yes. it's easy to go. I'm sorry about before. I was just tired and I was really late. And exactly, and, and it's that, actually kind of hard to go just walk into another room because you can only legally storm out once a day. Yeah, and, and we can't. You know, with a kid, it's. I I think like I mean, here's the truth is it's not been sort of dramatic, but it's awful. Is like you can like I when we, he and I, my husband and I had, had really sort of bad argument days. Like we had a lovely Sunday this week, but Saturday it was, it, it felt like the word minefield comes to mind. Like mm -hmm. we couldn't, we couldn't walk figuratively mm -hmm. more than a few direct, you know, a few steps in any direction before it was like, well, but da -da -da -da. Um, no, that's not what I said. What I said, you know, it was mm -hmm. just sort of that mm -hmm. constantly. And, just watching your child just absorb mm -hmm. that stuff. And, and like when you were asking for my darkest moment at first, I was like, well, I haven't had a really, and I was like, oh no, no, the more I'm talking, the, the worst moment was I was in the kitchen with my son, sort of ignoring him, but engaged with him. Like he was eating his dinner and I was having a FaceTime call with a friend of mine who doesn't have kids. And I said sort of what I'd said to you, which is like, I mean, I could do without being around my child all the time. And I said that with my son sat across from me. My husband was in the living room 
And I, you know, I sort of, as I said it, I sort of had this moment of like, maybe don't say that in front of him. Mm. Like maybe it's an okay thing, but maybe that's not great. And I sort of clocked that in myself, but, but only half clocked it. And then we sort of finished up and my, my son walked into the living room and I heard my husband say something like, you know, I love, you know, I know it's really hard. You can't go to nursery right now, but you know, I love you so much. I said, since something that I felt was real, let me compensate for the fact that your mother just mm -hmm. said that she doesn't like being around you all the time, you know? <laughs> and sure. I was, it was that combination, which is the worst of humiliation and rage. Mm -hmm. Like I was humiliated that I'd done it. I was fucking enraged with my husband who in his defense was like, that was not passive aggressive. It did make me uncomfortable that you said that, but I would never do something, you know, I would, you know, and it just, I, I felt terrible about myself and so angry for being called out on it. Mm -hmm. and, our, and our night was ruined. I mean, it, it was hours of arguing about parenting and all this stuff, you know, and that was probably my lowest low. So I, I really appreciate you telling us about that because actually no one's talked about an argument. They've just talked about like a feeling or a, a moment where like how they felt in themselves. And I think that's actually mm. incredibly encouraging to hear because I feel like um, Tom and I have mostly, I'm surprised how well we've got on. We had an argument the other day and, you know, we talked about it afterwards and I said, um, yeah, we talked it out and I said, I have to say, I thought we were going to be arguing a lot more. <laughs> and I'm really proud of us for not arguing that much. Yeah. So I felt like I could kind of, I feel like any, like the fact that you're not arguing with your husband most of the time, it's okay. Of course, you're going to have rows in this situation. If you have to, what kind of couple would you be? if you're completely locked down together and you never argued, you'd be a couple of weren't interested in each other, I think, if you yeah. didn't have any arguments at all. So I think my feeling is like, yes, you will argue and, and some of those arguments will bring up things, but also you're in such an artificial situation. Like you, you didn't mean to say that in front of your little boy, but also it's understandable you feel that way. And also, as you say, it's that sort of moment of being confronted with that that you think, you know, oh my God, you're having a go at me. You think I'm not a good enough mother and all of that. And as you say, normally you could just go off and do a stand-up gig or you could go out and have a walk around right. the block or whatever, and then come back and go, let's forget I about it. I felt yeah, and the whole thing. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and it, it's, it's just a pressure cooker. It's yeah. a real pressure cooker. And I think you, I think you, uh, thank you for talking about that because it makes us all feel more normal when you talk about arguments. Because I can see people shame, saying, right? I can see people all saying, yeah, yeah, I'm having these arguments. Uh, uh, why some days we are the worst. On social media is people being like, you know, if I have to be in this with anybody, I'm glad I'm in it with this guy. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, namaste, you're true. <laughs> and I do, you know, I do feel like what I was saying. Like, when you feel that for your partner, but there are times when you don't want to read that because you don't feel that. I yeah, feel exactly. that about my partner, but I would never say it about him. Like I would only say nice things privately to yes. him. Yes. Um, but it's I true. Do, I, I just think, think it's a bit showy offy to to be on Instagram going, look at what I won. Look at this prize. Yeah. It's like mm. well, some people are alone, some people and some people are choosing to yeah. be alone. And look, some of my friends are alone and 
actually liking being alone as well, by the way. When I said before about people being alone, not everyone who's alone is like, I'm desperate to be with someone. But there are friends of mine who are alone who are like, yeah, and I feel like to touch another human being again because I'm, I'm used to living alone, but I'm used to going out different. and interacting yeah. and all of the other things you get to do when you live alone that you're suddenly, that's suddenly been taken away. I know people are like, I am with seven flatmates. I hate five of them. I cannot, I'm desperate to be alone. My God, I wish they'd go out. They can't go out. Like I know people who were so desperate for company and so desperate for alone time. And like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like we're all having this differently, but I think anyone who's living with anyone has to be arguing at some point, but especially if you're with a partner, like you could probably get away with just being very polite to a flatmate actually. But I think with a, uh, with a part with your partner no especially if you're co-parenting no no all co all co anything co-working or co of course of course uh we need to be kind to ourselves about that and understand a lot of that's the stress but also it's useful to be kind to your partner and say i'm really sorry like to be the one to go i'm really sorry we had that even if you cannot bring yourself to say i'm sorry i was wrong to say i'm sorry we argued it's a great icebreaker i find Sarah is not there now. Okay, well, I'll wait and see if she comes back on. In the meantime, um, every single day, something that the guest has said ends up on a t-shirt and uh, it's, a, it's an on-demand t-shirt. Um, and in fact, we were talking about sustainability yesterday and Hannah from the Merch Shore sent me a whole heap of stuff about the sustainability and how it's on demand so there's no waste. Uh, but they're trying even harder now to, because they've got uh, some shirts that were shipped from Poland um, and they want to source more locally, which is in, in something Ashling B encouraged us to do. Um, and she said she was only happy to have her sh shirt done. Ashling B is really into sustainability. She was only happy to have her shirt done if it was sourced locally. So now they've sorted that out, but they don't want to not use the old Polish t-shirts first because that's counterintuitive because they can't waste those but when, the, when they need more, they're going to go locally. So uh, everything's all not obviously not made in a sweatshop and all that kind of stuff. Um, Sarah Barron's coming back. Okay, let's see if we can connect. Sarah Barron. Is she connecting? Yay! I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I was just explaining how every day Hannah from the merch store finds something the guest has said and puts it on a t-shirt that's a stay at home new normal t-shirt. And then the proceeds from that go to you because you're the artist and the merch store don't take any profit. So, uh, so Hannah will decide on something you've said today, but if there's any uh, candidates from the viewers, then please uh, say, if Sarah says something that you would, you would like on a t-shirt, um, then, I you know, name. I, I may, <laughs> um, then, then they can buy it and all the profit goes to you. Um, so, and I was just talking about the, sustain, the sustain, sustainability of the t-shirts and the upping of that because I was busking while you were gone. Um, thank you for that. I really think that helped. That helped me a lot to hear about that. And I really think it's going to help a lot of people as well. Um, this goes up for 24 hours, then it goes on the live story, then it goes on YouTube. So you get a lot of feedback and a lot of opportunities for people to see your t-shirt. Um, do you have a piece of online feminism you would like us direct, to direct us to today? Oh, so, so two things. So one is a book by a female writer that I recently read that was so addictive and page turny, which I think is, is what we all need right now, mm. um, is a book called Fleischman is in Trouble by Taffy Brodesser Ackner, but the title is mm. Fleischman is in Trouble. Okay. It's so 
good. Wow. It's not like, oh, and I think this will win the Pulitzer Prize next year, but it's like an amazing look into a couple's marriage. And there's a real, oh, real speaking of what we're just to it, aside from just having um, a female author. And then in terms of charities, I'm stuck for anything original here because I am just sort of a refuge.org. No, it doesn't have to be original because it's, this is every day and people tune in and we ask people every day to like donate or amplify, retweet, follow. Because imagine if you're working for refuge and then suddenly you get a lot of followers. Like even if people don't have a lot of money. And a lot of people do have money to spend right now because they can't go to the pub and they're still earning their full salary. So um, if you don't have any money, but you retweet it or you share it with friends, you know, have money and like literally WhatsApp them and go, hey, would you help out with this? Um, or do like a little fundraising quiz or something like that. Um, it's really helpful. So the more times people can talk about refuge, to be honest, the better, because this is a long quarantine and refuge is one of the biggest issues right now, along with food banks right, and, and refugees. Assistance to domestic abuse sufferers, which is, of course, mm. one of the side effects of everyone having to be at home all the time. Well, we all make a story about Refuge for You with a swipe up so people can donate. But it also, as I say, if you can't donate, please, please follow and please amplify. Um, do you hope humanity will learn anything from this experience? Do you think as a human race, we're going to go forward on anything? <sighs> Environment, community, is there anything we're going to take from this? Compassion? I... Uh, you know, I would love, like, to me, the thing that I, I would love to be real is I would love for the coolest, most important, most impressive thing for a person to be it would be like a nurse or a teacher, right? Like, if we started right. really paying those professions. That's a good point. Better. Yeah. That, but I just. And people will, I think people will really, the nurses and teachers can walk out after this and say, pay us double or we're not going back. And everyone will be like, please pay them double. I mean, I, will. that would be incredible if that happened. I think I have a sort of nihilistic uh, view about how long-term any of that stuff will be, but it would be wonderful if it was. That's what I would love to see is that like, in a real way, people wanted their kids to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. Not in like, a, I know that's a cool thing to say, but really, I want them to be. No, really. If my kid grows up and works as a nurse in the NHS, I will be like, so thrilled with myself as a parent. Yeah, I really do feel that way. I would like it if other people felt that way too, and really meant it. Mm, that's a really, really good point. I hope that happens. And oh, someone, habits, someone but... just commented, I wanted to say this as well, it's like, maybe this means Trump is on the rocks. That to me is the thing I feel the most hopeful about is that maybe this get Trump, this would get Trump out of office. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but that's, that's like the real flutters of hope that I feel. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know, we're in bubble, but God, some of the things he's been saying, absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. Drink bleach, drink bleach. Oh, I was being sarcastic. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Um, any habits you might take forward from this? Anything that you might adopt in your daily life? Might you, in, might you say, do I really need to go to that meeting in South London? Could that be a Zoom call? Is there anything like that that you might take forward? Um, or you think uh, people might take forward? I think shaggy hair is going to come back in. That's going to be a fashion. You, Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that very possibly, I think I would, I mean, this is just like a gross, like, 
I don't even think I'm using the word navel gazy correctly right now with this, but like, I'd love to remember that exercise really does help me feel better, which is like so <laughs> I mean, I, I You could be an Instagram influencer been, with that voice. Yeah, that it's a good one, isn't it? It's been really like I'll think about something, I'll go, Oh, you know what's been so it's been so lovely. We have like the greatest neighbors of all time. Mm -hmm. I just I worship them they're the best people and I've it's been so nice talking to them every day because they're just mm. the greatest people I would love to still get to talk to them every day which like weirdly you never do with your neighbors under normal circumstances mm. but like, in, in like three years I'm not going to be like actually catching up on the regular with Mr. Deary even though doing that like genuinely affects my mood in a positive way that's interesting. That's really interesting. And finally, if you, if they said tomorrow, today, this afternoon, right now, this okay. very second, Boris Johnson said, quarantine's over. We, uh, for, we've discovered a vaccine. We can drop, oh. Uh, oh, we can drop over the top of the, uh, the, the city. Quarantine's over. What's the first thing you want to do? What are you desperate to do? I mean, what I would, I would immediately call my friend who, um, has a child, basically I would immediately arrange childcare. So I'd be like, okay, we get tonight, you get tomorrow night, we'll take the kids tonight, you take them tomorrow night. And I would like nice. immediately go to dinner and a movie with my husband. So that's oh, nice. that's it's nice. Like, I'm so sick of him, but that is what I would do. That is so nice. I will definitely be going out do? to meet other people. You well, do you know what I'm desperate to do? And I've, I've loved being with Tom. I feel like really, I'm going to be one of those people now. I just, if I have to do it with anyone with you, but no, but I, I, I have I really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed reconnecting with Tom Selinski. I have to say, because we rush around, especially me, rush around, rush around, yeah. rush around. And we're getting so many more in jokes and stuff. It's really nice. But <laughs> if they let me out, oh my God, I would head straight the fuck towards other people. Yeah. Uh, Selinski, yes, he will get dinner and a show, but there has to be other people in that mix. And he, oh, he, okay, okay, okay. he knows that. He knows that. Um, but what I really want to do, this is what I desperately want to do. I want to walk into Camden, as I used to a lot, because I live in Camden. And I want to go to a buzzy cafe mm. on my own mm. and just be, just, just people watch, just have happy, engaged people. There's someone sitting there trying to close a deal. There's someone sitting there on a first date. There's someone over there breaking up with their partner. There's someone, there's people buzzing around. There's people behind me talking about yoga. You know, I go to the same try yoga as her. I recognize her. Mm. Then I want to go to try yoga. Just be in that space. Just be in that really calm, lovely space. Then I want to meet friends. I'm going to come home. I'm going to really dress up. And I want to meet a bunch of girlfriends in Soho House. I'm smiling just talking about this. Oh, and like, yeah. or somewhere like yeah. that, like somewhere in Soho that, you know, I've met meet friends like Susie Bacoma and I sometimes go to Soho House, somewhere like that. And then just like have really strong cocktails, Sarah, strong, strong cocktails in a really fancy dress oh. and some killer heels and like stay until they kick us out and then be one of those people who goes, there's another bar around the corner. It's still open. And then we find there isn't. We've walked three blocks in both directions. There's no bar. So I say, everyone's coming back to my place because we have a bar and no children. So you all come back to my place, Sarah. And we go up, we use the bar. I have a joke in the video I made about you'll use the bar for three parties and then it's a great place to par things up. But we're going to uh, take off whatever's part up on the bar, behind the bar, and then we're going to have a party upstairs in the, in, in, in the loft behind the bar. It's a very small space that we have a bar and a sofa, basically. But you but have it. it then, because it's a small space, very few people make it feel like it's a crowded pub, which is great. So um, 
then we're going to, I'm now planning my whole, I'm going to get kicked off Instagram planning this because it's only, you're only allowed on this for an hour. But it's just like, and I don't want people to go. Do you know what I mean? Like I want people then to like no, crash no, like watch overnight. Like the sun come up and then like everyone's yes. kissing a little bit. Yes. And when they try and go, I want to like, be like, don't go. Like, don't you know, go. Don't go. Like, you know, like that. That's how I'm going to be. I'm going to well, be like I was maybe at 22 or something. Like, stay out. Come over. Come stay on, up. Guys. Don't go. You can crash on the sofa. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's up in another bottle. It's going to awesome. be great. I'm smiling just like I'm smiling talking about this, fantasizing oh. about this night. Oh, it's going to be so great. Can we go out for cocktail, Sarah, after this? Yes. A hundred percent. I'm so in excited. Really nice dresses and really nice dresses. Shoes. Yes. I want to wear some uncomfortable shoes. So uncomfortable those shoes can be. Can you come here first and I will do the uh, the show me how to burlesque routine for you 100%. in the dress and the shoes before like we go I'm out. Just to get us in the mood. The bar. I'm going to get you using the bar as a, like, because I think a bar <laughs> is you're anchoring your body. You need something to like, You need something to work. You can work. My core, Dominic Rab said, oh, this might go on for months. And my, my core is going to be like steel. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be able to just like, yeah, I mean, if I keep doing this amount of exercise, which I do partly to get me out of bed and to get me dressed and to see another human being. My best friends are now Melissa and Emma. So Emma, I do PT with Melissa, I do dance with. Oh, They're the only people I see. Like I see Melissa, uh, see Melissa five days a week and I see um, Emma four days a week. And they're the, they're the people I see. And I've said to them, they don't know each other. I've said like, to them, ladies. can the three of us go dancing after this? Because you are my quarantine buddies. They're the ones that get me through. Um, so, yeah, my, my, my steely, I'll take my steely core. I mean, it won't be steely for long after quarantine, I imagine. I imagine my core will go back to some extent to its old ways because my, my real life was, doesn't involve two hours of burlesque dancing in a morning. <laughs> And but you but know, who knows? I mean, that's something that you I just think, get up earlier. Do you think that is something? Do you think that is something that will stay your commitment to your dance? Uh, yeah, I think yes. I mean, it cannot be at the level it's at with my old life back. But I would like to. I've already sure. said to Melissa, I'd like to do it like three times a week or something. And right. I also want her to teach me routines. So if I'm in a hotel room on tour. I've got like three or four routines because I will do them. Like I, not tonight, I will do my routine because I'm trying to make it perfect. And I really sweat and I'm breathing. Like I'm like, I'm doing it over and over. And I'm like, damn it, I got that one. Or I'm like, ah, oh, that wasn't as good as last time. And I got, I'm just going to do it one more time. I've never felt like that about. These hips, when I else. see them again, are going to be different than the last time I saw them. It's, I'm going to be more in them. I'm gonna be more, going to be, it's going to so be a little bit more. Tell the story of the ass. Yes. You're gonna, you're gonna secret keep the secret of the badge. Secret of the badge. Yeah. You're. Why I'm wearing. I'm currently. I'm showing what I'm wearing. I'm wearing these sweaty ready pants. Oh. And oh. they do. They look. Story of the ass. They're actually. That's my camera. Right. But um, I don't think they do. Look, they do keep the secret of the badge because they're hanging down a little bit. So I can't believe I'm saying this. My standards have changed so much in lockdown. This is what I. I can't believe I'm showing you myself in leggings and talking about the secret of the badge. What I has like happened to, to me online? I like to drag down a tone. It's one of my skills. <laughs> no, when you do it in stand-up, it's a funny bit. It's a bit. I do it on stage as a bit. But just like standing here in my clothes with no makeup on. and You know people my... want it. It's what they, they want. The, do they? They want the realness. Well, they I got it. it. Um, listen, this week we have all sorts of incredible people on the new normal. Um, 
that you can see on uh, the stories um, that are below. Um, we're nearly out of time, so I haven't got time to tell you, but it's all over Instagram. Sarah Barron, you have been an incredible guest. I'm oh. very excited to see what your T-shirt says. And if you have any ideas for anything that you said or um, anything. Oh, not you mean my T-shirt, the new normal T-shirt. Yeah, I just Hannah, Hannah decides. But if anyone's got any ideas, put it in the box below. And uh, then that'll be a stay-at-home T-shirt, print on demand, and uh, the money will come to you. So please buy Sarah's T-shirt. Is there anything else you want to plug? Anything else you've been in? Videos, YouTube clips, anything? Um, I you? will. I'm doing a, a thing every Wednesday at half eight on Instagram Live with um, the pop sensation that is Paloma Faith. She I've and I are seen doing this. Instagram How come you're live. doing a thing with Paloma Faith? Because she's, she's a so friend fancy. of mine because I'm a star fucker. I um, am so impressed. That's like doing a fucking, you know, I'll do an Instagram live with Lady Gaga. Pretty much. Why? Um, so it's amazing. Doing, we, basically, we had been planning, we are planning to do a podcast together. And, and one of the features of that was that we were going to give relationship advice. Like, you know, like a little seven minute thing at the end of the podcast. Well, of course, we couldn't start doing a podcast in quarantine. So we've started sort of giving relationship advice. We're sort of being agony ants. Right. But, but, you know, hot and cute and young. So um, tune into those at Half Eight on Insta Live. Wonderful. It's moderately entertaining. And is it up then for 24 hours on the live story? Do you keep it? I don't know, because Paloma, Paloma runs all that stuff. I don't even know what's going on. But but basically, I don't know where people can find it if they can't watch it live. Usually on Paloma's Instagram page. Okay, look at Paloma's Instagram page. By the way, can I just page. say, if you have any American listeners, which I'm sure you do, it's really a bad tick that I do when I'm trying to say I don't know something to use a Southern accent. It's like, actually, there's something sort of racist in it, so I want to apologize for that. I'm okay, I, that, I, don't, I, I, think they, I think they knew that you would do it. Anyway, I will not. <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah. People are saying story of the ass T-shirt. But is that your stand-up? You may not want that on a T-shirt. Oh, I mean, as long as I get credit for it, I don't mind. Oh, it does. It says X Sarah Barron. Great. Then I like think it a, makes me look a, hilarious and, and witty. And people are like, who's this lady? Let me follow her on Instagram. They, I, exactly. I really need to up Oh, so it's your T-shirt and you get the money for them as well. So it's, it's absolutely. Story of the, story of the ass, um, Secret of the Vag would be actually a great T-shirt. Yeah. Okay. That could be it. Okay, Hannah, I know you're watching uh, now or later. So we think Story of the Ass, Secret of the Badge. Very good feminist t-shirt. Sarah Barron, you've been absolutely amazing. flexibility take yoga one flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.